there's a lot of different traumas in our childhood that can affect our lives. Um, but one of the traumas that's never talked about is money trauma. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Smart Money Parenting Show with Chad Williardson and Scott Donald. We are excited to be with you again. Happy New Year. If we haven't spoken or yet heard our previous episode, we're happy to be in 2024. And we're going to be trying to give you guys some value on another short, concise, but we believe impactful episode of the Smart Money Parenting Show. So, Scott, tell us about what we're what we're going to be talking about in this episode. We're going to talk about something that nobody ever talks about. Uh, how about that? I don't think That's... any of our listeners have ever even thought about this thing we're about to hit on. So, uh, should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. Um... Before I get into it, though, we should probably give a warning. Uh, if you are struggling with trauma or you're struggling with uh, any mental health issues, it's important that you consult a professional. Chad and I are not therapists, counselors, or psych psycho, whatever they're called. So make sure that you guys uh, make sure to reach out for professional help if you're dealing with something that um, is really hurting you on the inside. But what, with that said, <clears throat> there is a type of trauma out there and that we are starting to realize as we're coaching all these families in gravy stack and in dinnertable.com, which is our content, our workshops for families to help thrive, to help families thrive. And so what we've realized is there's a lot of different traumas in our childhood that can affect our lives. Um, but one of the traumas that's never talked about is money trauma. Money trauma, as we're starting to see it, there's really no category for this, but we're starting to see that a lot of the things that children are seeing and dealing with in the home as it relates to money have actually a, almost a larger and deeper impact than almost any other type of trauma on, the, on their future. And I think one of the reasons, Chad, that this is so powerful and it's so important to discuss is that with every other trauma, you can heal from it. You can get help through it. You can overcome it. You can put it away and forgive through love. Like that's what you can do with a lot of different difficult traumas in our lives. But with money trauma, it's the only trauma that you spend the rest of your life working for. Well, it's a relationship. You have a relationship with money and you don't think about that relationship. I don't, and we don't talk about it very much. You talk about relationships with people, but your relationship with money and that trauma that maybe started when you were a little kid will stay with you forever unless you deal with it. And people have these issues from their from their young, young years, and they talk about it today as if it just barely happened. Yet it's yeah. 20, 30, 40 years in the past. So it will affect you. It'll affect how you spend, how you earn, how you invest, how you save, how you treat your kids with money. It's something that just, it doesn't go away unless you deal with it, unless you face it head on. Yeah, and what we don't, what we don't heal from, we pass down. That's so that's a, a really one. important that's a really yeah. important thing to remember with parents. What we don't heal from, we pass down. And if you do not interact with your money trauma and the way that you were raised around money, you're going to pass down either the exact same mindset or the polar opposite mindsets and traumas for kids. So if we unpack this a little bit, <clears throat> think about when we were young. You know, some families grew up in poverty, right? Uh, the poverty mindset it's it, it's in itself it's a trauma. You know, if you're always scrimping, you're always saving, you're always late on bills, tons of stress around work, tons of stress around making the payments to keep the utilities on, 
never have being able to afford presents or gifts or an extra night that, you know, going out to dinner, kids feel that they feel it deep. Parents struggle with it because parents are like, I can't give my kids all the things I want. And so then that causes a whole host of other issues in their parenting structure. And then on the other side, you're buying and bribing and coercing your children with money. So when we were young, parents would use money that they had to buy and coerce and, and, and bribe us for love. And a lot of co-parenting situations, money is the number one thing. Oh, that's that a big problem. Oh, that's yeah. a big problem. I just talked to somebody who's divorced and they have high school, two high school teenagers and the dad buys them whatever they want. <clears throat> Every new video for Christmas, he spent thousands of dollars that really he probably doesn't have on the kids, video game stuff and clothing and new cell phones and all this stuff, knowing that the mom would not spend like that for Christmas. And it just caused a lot of contention, a lot of problems between the two of them. Whenever they want to do stuff or do DoorDash, dad, he will splurge because he's trying to create total animosity towards mom, single mom who doesn't, doesn't earn that kind of money. or doesn't spend that kind of money. So it's, and then, there's, there's real trauma issues around money for sure. And then those kids, let's say they experience that growing up. It's for money is used by their parents for bribery coercion yeah. buying their love making them look better to the kid than the other yeah parent. comparison competitive <clears throat> so that kid that kid grows up and they go oh i can use money to buy love oh mm. i can use money to buy friendship oh i can use money to pit somebody on my side versus the other oh money can be used for these kinds of things right right and then and then you have another side of it's where kids are growing up in you know middle upper middle high income homes where there was no issues they thought around money, but what they didn't see was money was used for status. Mm. Money was used as consumerism, <clears throat> shopping therapy. They saw that happen all the time, right? Moms and dads blowing the credit card bill on stuff to make yeah, themselves just, feel better, look shopping. better. <clears throat> yeah. Well, my Amber and I were at a mall recently. Well, we were outside of a mall by like a fountain area. We had dinner when we were traveling and someone wheeled past us. They had like a cart and inside the cart was a bag from every single fancy store you've ever heard of. Some of them I had never heard of, but I know, I know the brands like GQ and Chanel and Armani and Rolex. And they had all these very nice designer shopping bags and hanging off of the cart. And as he walked by, uh, I said, holy cow, that's like, that's a, that, that's an expensive shopping spree. I said that to my wife and she said, I've never even been inside one of those stores. That guy has bags from 10 to 12 stores that are very, very high end. She goes, I haven't even walked inside one of those stores. Gucci was another bag also. So it just made me, I just thought like, what is that guy doing? Like what, what need is he fulfilling to cut, to be walking around with 12 huge, not like little shopping bags, massive, massive shopping bags around the mall. Just saying, look where I spent money. Look where I spent money. Look where I spent money. You know, that's to me, that's what it felt like. Maybe that's not true, but it's just interesting that we had never even been inside those stores. It doesn't, it doesn't appeal to us. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents as they don't realize this, but the way they, buy things and have things in their life to look good, to keep up with the Joneses or to be in the neighborhood they're in or in the school they're in or 
in the community of people they find themselves around. Maybe they're overspending, you know, maybe they're, they're trying to put on a certain facade. Kids are going to see that, right? No parent ever really tells their kids what, how much they're in debt or how much they've saved for the future or how much they make or what their net worth is. But kids can feel these things all the time. Kids aren't right. stupid. Like they, they see this stuff day in and day out. And as you get older, just think about your childhood. You knew way more things about your family than you thought you did. You saw. That's true. And so if parents are saying things to their kids, like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't right. afford this. You can't get that. How Did dare you, you to, think how that dare we can buy that? Yeah. How could you yeah. possibly? How, do you know how hard I worked to get you guys this and you just took it for granted? You spoiled, rotten little, you know, this happens and kids feel it. They see it. Parents have stress and we're not dogging you as parents because we know parenting is, can be insane. Like there's just stressful moments and we need to, you know, apologize and, and ask for forgiveness and love on our kids, but just really know and understand are the decisions you're making today as a parent, how impacted are they by the, the, the things that happened to you when you were young? or when you were growing up, especially around money. And we are working for that trauma for the rest of our lives. And, and, and the more you are affected by it as a young person, the more it impacts the future of your view of money. I don't know of any other trauma that you literally work for, for life, for living, for sustenance, for everything you need, like money. And so it's important for us to have this conversation. So that's what we wanted to open up in your brains today. <clears throat> what is the money trauma that you had in your life? Very few people in this world are can escape that in their growing up years. I think as smart money parents, we're getting really close to helping families raise their kids the right way on this. But I think it's important to be open, to have conversations with our kids, to have to really have your kids think clearly about what money is. It's not good or bad. It's a tool. It makes you more of who you already are. And so that's what we can do as smart money parents is really sit back and think, you know, was I taught about money? What were the negative views? What were the positive views around money? And how can I transform that with the next generation for my kids? I would add this. I've got a, someone I know who grew up very, very poor, who had a single mom household and just struggled to put food on the table. So he had to go to work when he was like 16 to help just pay the bills. Um, he now makes lots of money and spends every single dollar he has in, in a very showy way. And it's, it's, as I think back, it's gotta be because he felt that lack. I think he felt embarrassed as a kid having the dirty shoes and the, the pants with the holes in them and being kind of probably left out sometimes because other kids could afford stuff and he couldn't. And so now he's gone just extreme opposite where he's going to spend to show everybody that he can afford anything, you know, but he's not really saving money. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, even kids in the same home with different personalities, they're going to receive those lessons differently. Some kids are going to be more sensitive than others. Others will see, see money as an opportunity to grow and do good things. And, and they maybe won't be as impacted, but some kids really will, you know, and I think that's what we're talking about is be really thoughtful and intentional about how you discuss money in your home and teach your kids that money is a tool 
and think back to your own past. What are the, what is the baggage and the trauma that you carried from your childhood that you're bringing to your adult life and your family today? So good, man. Yeah. No one's talking about this. So we want you to talk about it. You want to be a smart money parent? <clears throat> Let's heal from things so that we don't pass them down. Because if what we don't heal from, we pass on to future generations. And we want you guys to be, we want you to be smart with money. We want you to have peace around money. And we don't want you to put money on a pedestal, good or bad, to make it your identity or the thing you're striving after or what gives you peace, what gives you comfort, what gives you security, what gives you status, what gives you therapy, what, all this stuff. Money should never be on that pedestal. Other things should be. Your faith, your relationships, your purpose in life, freedoms. Those are the things that we should be focusing on. And, and if we put money in that place, you'll easily be able to back up 20, 30 years and see how you put it there. All right. So have those conversations with a spouse. Have those conversations with your kids. That's our challenge from today's show. We love you guys. We appreciate all of you for listening. Make sure you give us a review. We don't get many reviews because I think parents listen to this while they're driving most of the time or working out. But uh, we got a lot of people listening and uh, not a lot of people clicking uh, follow and subscribe and review. But this is how we can get out to more people. So this would be our ask to show us some love. Share this with someone in your life. And uh, thanks again to Gravy Stack, uh, the app for kids and teenagers that teaches them everything they need to know about money. So we'll see you guys next time on Smart Money Parenting. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you soon.